I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your engine. This is Chef Yosh, and I'm here again. Yep, welcome to another episode of The Family Cast. Of course, that music that you heard up front was the drummer Kaylin from Dragged Under doing a Knocked Loose song with some Fox NASCAR stuff over it. I had to rip it. I had to put it on this episode because it was so awesome. But uh, yeah, you're listening to The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes. Food and music pairings, food stuff, music stuff, whatever. Whatever the case may be. The show goes all over the place. Sometimes I have guests on, sometimes I don't. Lots of playlists, lots of music. I'm going to play a new one right now from Lucius Malcolm. He's from the band Call Me Malcolm. I got their record on the uh, Wiretap uh, Wiretap Records Album Club. Or sh- I should say Wiretap Records Record Club, actually. So uh, I got it. And then all of a sudden he puts out this solo record, Past, Present, and Future Regrets. And it's pretty good. It's actually really good. It's it's uh, it's not ska like Call Me Malcolm is, but it's uh, basically he's a he's a punk multi instrumentalist from Kent, UK. And then he so he has been in a ska band for a long time, but he has a debut album coming out on March 10th. Actually, sorry, it, by the time this comes out, the record is out. So check it out. It's Lucius Malcolm off the new record, already out. It's called I Left My Heart in Clackett Lane which I'm assuming is somewhere in the UK because I don't know where Clackett Lane is. Maybe I'll have him on the show. Maybe I'll find out. Anyways, here's a song, and then I'll talk to you afterwards. Let's dig in. Street lights down and somehow 
Welp, I hope you liked that song, because I did. <laughs> I liked it enough to play it on the show. I mean, that should mean something, shouldn't it? I don't know. Well, anyways, I got a show for you today. I was a guest. I was a special guest on another podcast called Pickle and Boot Shop, which is Joe Yerke from The Insiders and Reese Roper from The Five Iron Frenzy, two of my ska punk pals. I was on a Patreon exclusive kind of a conversation with Joe. So I'm, I'm labeling this one part one because uh, either next week or the week after I'll, I'll be releasing part two of the conversation, which is myself and Joe again with Reese this time. So both hosts of the show. But uh, yeah, this is part one of that series, which is was released on their Patreon. So Patreon exclusive, but sneakily I'm putting it on this show because y'all my peeps, you'll de- you deserve to hear this madness, <laughs> this craziness. So yeah, check out their show, Pickle and Boot Shop. It's pretty funny. It's uh, it's just a bunch of uh, it's just a, it's just a bunch of good clean fun. Well, I wouldn't call it clean, but good fun. All right, uh, yeah. If you don't already subscribe to this this show, the Family Cast, please do follow me on Instagram.com forward slash the Family Cast. You know, find me on Twitter. I'm everywhere. There's a link tree on the Instagram page. You can find a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, we'll go from there. We'll take it from there. All right, stop talking. Start listening. I don't want to miss a second. And I don't want to miss a second. All right. That, we've had enough, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Let's uh, end the call. I don't want to live my life. <laughs> there it is. It's gone. I don't want to miss you, man. What was that to Armageddon? Um, ben yeah. Affleck, Animal Crackers. Yes. And I don't want to miss a thing. Did you see that at uh, Cornerstone? It could have been anybody singing that song, though. It didn't sound like Aerosmith. Correct. But it also could have been uh, Creed. It sounded like Creed. Oh, oh, that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Patreon edition of the Pickle and Boot Shop. Oh. I, Joe Yerke. The uh, second half of this pickle and boot shop, the lesser half, the lesser known half, is here with <laughs> Joshua. Is the last name Kemper? Me? Kuz- Kuznetsov? It's Josh Knetsev. Kunitz. Yeah. yeah. Some some people know me as Josh Kimball, Josh Sandoval, Josh K, Yosh. Yosh? Where did you get that one from? Um, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. And on today's episode of <laughs> Pickling, wait, are you pickle or boots? Uh, I think I'm the boots. Oh, uh, can we, we got to get into that too. We got to get into the why, uh, uh, unless you already explained that, then skip it. I did. It's, it's a 30 second story. It's I don't want to miss a thing. What I don't want to miss, miss a thing. thing. Okay. Did, yeah. did, you see, did you see that movie at Cornerstone? Wait. When, when Frank ate. Yeah, when Frank Tate rented out the theater. Oh, that was him. I saw. Yeah. I did. I went when he rented out for um, Wild West Smith Western movie. Yeah, Wild West. That was awful. Yeah, the year we, prior, <laughs> I believe, was Armageddon. I don't think I was invited to that party. I think I was. I was kidnapped <laughs> and taken to that party. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been invited. But the yeah yeah I, I don't want to yeah. drop names. I hope you're wearing steel toes because I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some names. The super tones took me. <laughs> That's so Do you funny know that them? The Do you know tones? those guys? 
Yeah, I know. I know those guys pretty pretty good. I know them pretty good. I know you and that uh, you and that OC crew. Reese yeah. and I always talk about that was a tough nut to crack. Oh yeah, you guys are not from here. No. And, well, I'm, I'm not. From, I'm not either. I'm not Orange County. We're, we were always down by the border. Yeah, but Southern California. Yeah, you guys are all definitely. It's kind of like Detroit and Chicago. Right. It's like yeah. Detroit and Chicago bands kind of kind of mesh well. Or, yeah, uh, maybe I think like day. that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then the the L.A. and San Diego kind of got together. The Orange County, if you will. I maybe will. not L.A. L.A. is L.A. Orange County. No, it's a whole. It's Los Angeles County. <laughs> oh, it's its own thing. Yeah. Oops. Hey. Oh, what what'd you just do? I was trying to make the. I'm trying to make you full screen because, uh, it's it. I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know how to use this yeah. app, but I don't, don't want to do it. I'm not. Uh, I won't. In honor of you, uh, I don't want to jump ahead, but just to set the mood. In honor of you doing, uh, mm. podcasts where you pair beer with food. <laughs> I I got an all day IPA. Oh, Founders. From Founders right here in Michigan. So good. Now I, I will say this. I had a little bit of Tito's. Tito's vodka? Pro, yeah, prior to this thing firing up. So I got a nice little So you're healthy. Yeah, I got a nice little something going. Tito's and then yeah, and then I got the uh the all day IPA. Yep. That's a that's a really good one. <laughs> Now, here's the deal. I'm going to tell you what I had for dinner, and you're going to mm-hmm. tell me if this is a good pairing or not, because I don't know if it is. Oh, I was going to pair it with music. but Oh, that's right. You pair with music. What am no, I thinking? I can, you pair no, it with both. food. Well, that's what I do professionally, but yeah. drink. Have a little sipper. Have a little sip, a tipple. Oh. Founders now, in the house. Shout out, Founders. I'm not a giant IPA fan. I used to be. Actually, I'm actually, I got, like 6'4", six, 6'5". Uh yeah yeah so yeah you would, be, you would be considered a giant IPA fan. <laughs> you're not you're not wrong you're not wrong. Buzzing wowzers buzzing okay, okay. hey girl uh, um go ahead <laughs> yeah so for dinner for uh-huh. dinner we had uh chicken pesto like Yum. uh yeah Yum. a chicken pesto from Trader Joe's yes. I've heard they're, of it. Uh, they're that their thing. Uh, I also cooked up some steaks. Ooh, I had some filet mignon. Why some, are you so baller? <laughs> some filet mignon and Tito's. Who? What? Yeah, I know. Hey, you, you know, royalty, the Tim Tabor royalties. Rolling I get in. them royalty checks, and I just they just burn a hole in my pocket. Damn. And then I had some uh, baby broccoli. Okay. Which you got to tell me how to cook that because <laughs> I I try and roast it like normal broccoli and yeah. it's it's uh it's harder it's woodier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I got you know some tricks mean? for you. How, how how much do you want to learn? <laughs> Just kidding. It's I love boring. cooking. That's my oh. that's my oh, hobby. Yeah? Oh, hobby okay. is my cooking. Or hobby cooking is my, is my hobby. Hobby hobby is my Tito's. Exactly. Um, yeah. Here's the uh, thing. Just, I only just, had, I only had a little bit of Tito's. Oh, and it's yeah, already but, kicked me. You're mixing and matching. Sideways. You're mixing and matching. But you know what they say, liquor before beer, never fear. <laughs> Do they? Is that what is that what it is? I don't know. My grandma You're told in me the that clear. Once. My my great grandma told me that. Actually, once. she wait. Yeah. 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 I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Cause uh, but Tito's is also really, really clean and clean and like clear of any nastiness and stuff like that. It's all organic and so is it really? Well, I yeah, mean, t- it's, Tito's it's one of the is best good. 
it's one of the best things like uh low like a lower calorie beverage it won't give you a hangover as much if you're careful okay yeah. <laughs> of course you know you know if you're doing it in the right order i guess according to your great grandmother yeah uh wives tales that's where you that's <laughs> she's like she's like trust me kid trust me <laughs> she's like i've been smoking for four years <laughs> i still sing now. like <laughs> i still sing like a lock Oh, but so broccoli back to baby broccoli. Yeah. Um, what do I, what do I do with baby broccoli? Cause I'm just, I'm doing a, uh, oil, olive sure, oil, sure, sure, salt and pepper. Yep. And then I put it on the, uh, I put it on the old grill mm, and it yeah. starts to char, but yes. whereas asparagus starts to char and starts to get softer, the mm. baby broccoli ain't getting softer. Yeah. Yeah. You, the, the easiest way is to get it in a blanche get it some salty water boiling i was gonna say throw blanche. it in just for like 30 minutes 30 seconds to like maybe 45 seconds or a minute whatever however soft you want it because then it's all the way cooked and then you just cook it off in whatever grill or oven because it'll char up because it's already cooked whereas if you okay. go char from the from the get-go you have to go like pretty high temperature and it doesn't so really match it you don't really it doesn't you can't really match you can't really have all these different temperatures on your grill if you're doing flame and yawn and chicken and broccoli. So if it's right. blanched, you can just put it on for like you know a minute or two and it's done. Okay. So but you gotta have ice Every, water ready too. Ice water after the blanch. Okay, so boiling water for 45 seconds, take it out, ice water. Yeah. That'll soften it, and then I get the char on the grill. Yeah, and and uh, the water. The the blanch water needs to be salty. Then like you this. drink. Then you drink that. You can, yeah, with it's pickle healthy. juice, and then you it's, chase it with pickle juice and boot juice. Boot. Oh, so uh, yeah. The boot you sauce. You know it. You know it. Boot that was the sauce. next thing on your dinner menu, right? Like uh, chicken pesto, filet mignon, broccoli, boot sauce. The boot and, sauce. We're gonna start and, selling that on our uh, website. And uh, you toss everything off the table and have some Tito's. Yeah, the pickle, the pickle and bootleg merch site. There We're going to start selling boot sauce. Um, all natural. <laughs> what's, that, what's that green arm behind you? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at Josh from Dogwood. Josh Kemper. Oh, hi. <laughs> and uh, behind him to my left, his right, this is a green arm just hanging on the wall. <laughs> it's what, a man what is that? It's a mannequin. Um, it used to be actually all red, and then my wife spray paints it different colors every once in a while. It's actually like a... Uh, yellow right now but i have these different colored lights on so it's oh. yellow but yeah maybe yellow green in the camera um it's a mannequin arm and um, okay. it has a magnet on the sh where the sh where your shoulder ball would be so it sticks to that like metro shelf that's thing. that's called a, a hyperglossic uh-huh yep the Probably. shoulder ball is oh called yeah hypoglossic wow he all this and a medical student yeah, well no no you i just it. i just you do a lot before. of reading I do a lot of reading. I love reading about bones. <laughs> lots of lots of bones reading. Lots of joints. So, so anyway, you guys, we're going to get started on this oh, show yeah, sorry. Yeah. because all of this is getting cut. No, it's not. All of this is getting cut because we are going to start this show professionally to make Josh think that the pickle and boot shop is a professional outfit. But I know um, the truth. I know the truth. Exactly. <laughs> Josh, we're going to take you way back to when you were born in Iowa. Dang. Weren't you raised, born and raised in Iowa and then moved to California? You've been doing some digging. I did. Um, I did do some digging. Your yeah, Wikipedia was, page. My my personal one? <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. um, I don't know who wrote that, but I was not born in Iowa. I've been there, but I wasn't born there. I was born in Missouri. Oh, where in Missouri? Fort Leonard Wood Army Hospital. Is that near Cape Girardeau? 
I don't know where it is. It's like down, oh. down kind of south central Missouri, uh, in the forest. I think I don't know if there's a forest there. Because our our I, base only, player, I don't know. Our base player Bo. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I know if Bo. you remember that. Fella. I know Bo. Uh, he was born in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Is that, is that a, a, usually Cape sounds like it's like at the bottom of a continent. Yeah, it sounds like it would be like on an like on an ocean. Like yeah, like yeah. uh Cape Cod or Cape um Cape of Magellan or like, Yeah. Yeah. So. Or or uh Cape, Cape Canaveral. Horn. Oh, Cape, Cape Horn. Cape Horn. Cape Isn't Cape yeah. Horn in in Africa? Cape Bush. Um Cape Cape Bu- Bush. Yeah, yeah, she was a a teen model in the 90s. <laughs> right. Uh okay, yeah, or yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so but wow. isn't Missouri landlocked? Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of water there actually in the Ozarks and everything and the, the Missouri river and, uh, no, there's water. There's a lot of water. Does and the miss, the old, the old miss, the old, the old man, the, the old, old deep river. river. <laughs> um, roll up your windows, roll them up. <laughs> so no, I, so I you were to, born there. I was born there, but I don't know it. Got into bodybuilding and your I, family. Yeah. To support your bodybuilding, moved you to California, or as a two-year-old, yeah, I was the a, Wikipedia I was, wrong. I as was well. part of an experimental group um, for baby steroids. Um, really, really, really progressive for that era. It was like early, you know, way I guess mid to late seventies when that would have been. Your lats, your lats. Ronald, were legit. Ronald Reagan was uh, not quite the prez, and I had just learned what flipping the middle finger bird was. And, oh uh, yeah, and so me and my friends, uh, kindergarten maybe, got in a lot of trouble for flipping the bird, and we didn't even know what it was. But we that works though. Yeah. So I remember when I was a kid, uh, I heard my my friend's older brother call somebody a douchebag. Whoa. So I sat on my front lawn, and any car that drove by on a side street in a suburb, mm-hmm. anybody who drove by, I yelled douchebag at them <laughs> until my mom yelled at me to come inside. And she goes, what are you yelling at these people? And I go, douchebag. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, do you even know what that is? And I go, nope. And she goes, unless you know what it is, you're not allowed to say it. Oh, so mom. I was like, so I was like, all right. And then my mom would always do this. She goes, but because of that, you're grounded. So I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. So Yeah. So in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, it was obviously something I shouldn't be saying. But my mom is always famous for this. She would say, you're grounded. Go to your room. Hmm. I would be in my room less than 10 minutes. And my mom would go, you know what? I don't even want to see you. Get out of the house. You're grounded from the house. (laughs) And I think that was my mom's way of like in the summer school vacations. Mm Mm-hmm. She would ground me from the house, mm-hmm. and then I would have to be out and about in the city and parks, and she got the house to herself. She's smart. She's a brilliant woman. Brilliant oh, yeah. woman. She's legendary. Yeah. So you went from Missouri to Southern California? Um. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, let me see. Let me recall, because I was one years old, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think, think back was, to those memories of yeah, just let me, uh, driving yeah. cross country. This is seeing like, the giant ball of twine. Hey, we're only two and a half hours from the. Um, so let's see. Yeah, there was Jacksonville, Florida, in there was at some point, but I don't remember that either. So yeah, now you were but, an army brat. Was that right? For a bit, for just for like the first year. That I don't remember that at all. My dad isn't was not around anymore after that. Okay. Was, yeah. Thanks, Joe. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, any other, Hey, as we move on here, if there's any wounds that yeah. I can help open, mm-hmm. just give me the thumbs up when, when we touch upon a subject <laughs> that the, makes you want to, all of them, uh, yeah. you know, be codependent, just give me a thumbs up and I'll, I'll hit it hard. Oh, let's go. Let's push all the buttons. I mean, this is the, this is the, you tackle the serious topics on the P and BS. Oh yeah. I, I imagine that's what, uh, the popular, that's why the listeners are here. Yeah, the popular Christian artists of uh, years gone by are lining up to be on this show. So they can spill all their guts. Yeah, it's basically our show. I don't want to brag, but our show is basically, if you think about it, it's Larry King meets Oprah. Yes, yes. You know, in a way. Yeah, yeah. They could only hope to be like. I didn't want to say it, but. The PNBS. So you make it to Southern California. Oh, yeah. That's where you meet the the Supertones. Yeah, we were no? friends since we were ba- we were born in the same hospital. We okay. traveled the country together. Uh, grew up. In- no, just kidding. I, I actually yes. The the soup tones. I didn't meet the soup tones until uh, I don't know, maybe like a few years into my music. A few band years journey. ago, I didn't meet them until a few years ago. Um, no, <laughs> they were doing a book signing. Their lead yeah. singer and trumpet player were doing a book signing at. Uh, I I I have a lot of fond memories with it. I only have you. I have one only like funny story, I guess. About let's that. hear it. Is it for this part or for absolutely for the, the, no? The we don't know if he's actually going to be here. Okay, good because I don't Re- like him. Yeah, yeah. Reese <laughs> is Reese is what we call a fickle bird. And you mm. let him do his the fickle thing. in boot shop. The fickle in boot shop. That's what it should be. You know, have you ever seen those diagrams where it's like a circle and then another circle that joins? Yes. And then they're like in between. That's the that's Reese. Like occasionally his circle dips into the show. And then at that point I hit mm. record. Yeah. We try and get something. But you're like, like how's 90, the Yeah, like 96% of the listeners of this show are 500 diehards. Yes. They have no clue. A a year and a half into this, they have no clue who I am. Uh, (laughs) And and I just kind of, I just kind of like keep him kind of on the microphone. uh, Reese, say something. Yeah. That's exactly it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So he may be, he may join in. What time is it? It's 816. It's quarter after eight. He said this would be about the time that he would be jumping on. So if he jumps in, he'll jump in. We'll start over. We'll start right over. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) here. He's texting us. So let me see what he has to say. My kids are crazy. Can you guys do it without me? Tell him to bring the kids. See? Bring the kids. Free t-shirts for the kids. All right. So free t-shirt. So it looks like we're... uh, We're doing this again. This this is Reese Roper. This is the mysterious Reese Roper that sure. so many people, so many people want to uh, get to know more of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I have to deal with this guy. So I'm uh, pickle today. Pickles, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You're right. you're, gre- you're grease groper today. Grease the I'm the grease I'm the Greek groper. Yeah, wait, you're the, wait a minute. You're the greased up groper. <laughs> Okay, so, so back to back to <laughs> you grew up in Missouri. You, I, we don't. I'm sure you've gone over all of these never, things. Never. I'm just messing with you. I know <laughs> that you were born in Missouri. I know that you moved to Florida. I know that you then moved to California. I know. Me. I know that that y- your pops wasn't there and things like that. And then your stepdad came in. You took his last name because you were you were down with the family. You were down with carrying on that name and that legacy, all that stuff. I know it all. 
He knows me. I know your favorite number is 97. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I know that you're an executive chef. True. That true. also has a podcast that you pair music with beer or all alcohol? Um, with food and or beverage. It, food and or okay. beverage. So both or some sometimes just one thing or sometimes I'm like, you know, this reminds me of a cup of coffee or whatever. But yeah. So what would you say about this? So uh are you chicken familiar? pesto, filet mignon. <laughs> are you familiar with uh or would you need to hear it? But are you familiar with Prince Buster? No. He was a first wave ska, like 50s, 60s ska. Oh, okay. And he has a song called Hallelujah. And so tonight, while my girlfriend and I were eating, I cooked mm-hmm. dinner for her. I cook all the time. Like I said, that's I nice get home you. from I get home from work. That's how I relax. That's my yeah, yeah. Th- that's my hobby. I love cooking. Absolutely love it. I grew up, my grandma was from Arkansas. That's southern cooking. Um, whether it was me and her eating or the mm-hmm. whole family, there was enough food for an army. So I watched my grandma cook, uh, you know, that Southern style. I watched yeah. my mom kind of cook through the 80s and 90s of like whatever fad diet was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of watch those things happen. Yeah, yeah. My sister, uh, same thing, but she's older than me. So then she got into cooking. I watched her. Um, I love the grill. And I love smoking, like smoking meat and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. so I got into that. So I'm huge into cooking. I love it. So anytime you want yeah. to talk about cooking I do. Uh, on this show, feel free to to interject and throw your uh, your three cents in there. Um, but I, ha- okay. I have. So I wanted you to I wanted to know if you know the Prince Buster song, because tonight while eating dinner, my yes. girlfriend heard that song for the first time. And she is a country girl through and through. She hmm. listens to two types of music, old school country and like 90s, Emo. 90s country. So she's a country girl. Okay. Uh, but she heard, Have you heard emo? Uh, she has. She she likes some emo. She likes some stuff that I because, play. Because country is farm emo. You know what? You're not wrong. Yeah, farm emo. So you can you can give her that one. Um, so, but you guys, you know what you guys did tonight? You guys did a you guys ex- built a, an experience that I, how I would do a pairing. Okay, with that song. Okay, <laughs> so, so explain. So, well, you this. So if I'm doing a beer pairing dinner with, and I say I'm doing it with founders or or bells or whatever, if I'm doing now this, now, yeah. now Josh, back me up even more. So yes, if you're yes. doing this pairing, do you have a do you have a, a newsletter that you send out, an email blast, a Twitter? Are people um, showing yeah. up somewhere to do this pairing, or is it just you and your wife or friends that you invite over? It's kind of both. If I'm doing it at my house or someone's house, then it's friends. If I'm doing it like at my, you know, professional kitchen where I, where I chef chef is that then it's like ticketed and like, you know, all the bells and whistles with social media and maybe even, you know, partnerships with, cause I usually do it with a company, like with a beverage company or a special, a specific food company or okay. we're promoting a product or whatever, right. Or coffee brunch or something. So I've done bourbon ones and all these different ones. So it depends on the thing. So okay. they help, they help promote it too. Um, but then there's also a component, of course, since my background is music more than, more than chefing, right. Is, um, I try to put a soundtrack to it, a playlist, if you will, that's playing the whole time. Or if there's even live music, you know, uh, we do some pairings like that 
you know, this one's going to be really aggressive or whatever. Um, not me playing personally, but I get musicians. This is a DJs. demon hunter in Paella, or what's that called? Pa- paella. Pa- oh, paella. Yeah. Paella. Yeah. Not there work. you go. We, you just have to Dang figure it. out a way. No, you're, 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 uh, you I stretched. I stretched for, I stretched for something that I didn't really know about and I failed. I fell on my face in front of you, in front of the <laughs> listeners, but it's okay. This is life. We pick ourselves up. We keep moving. It's so fine. keep going. It's, it's, the, it's the pickles and boots. It's a, uh, well, no, you, but, but you, so what I would do is be like, Hey guys, or, you know, Hey everybody, Hey folks, whatever the case may be. For example, we're on the third chorus of the night and I got this new song. I got this song I'm queuing up. It's going to be, we'll call it, you know, a five iron frenzy song. It's called blah, 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 blah. I picked this one because it reminded me of this part of while I was cooking. And so now when you eat your chicken pesto tonight that I'm, that Joe made for you, you're you're always yeah. gonna remember you're always gonna remember this song. You're always gonna remember this food or this song together because now you built an extra experience with with more senses than you might normally use uh, when you're eating dinner or whatever the case may be. You know whether it brought up whether I'm bringing up trauma or a good thing or something in your life. You know I, yeah. I bring bring it up or I, we're building the experience together. And and then on top of that, Founders IPA, for example, since you have that, or Tito's, we make it. A, my bartender made a Tito's cocktail to pair with your filet mignon and your baby broccoli cooked to perfection by Joe. Because, totally. um, and then you take a lyric from the song perhaps and say like they said something about like you know the way the food was. You know sometimes they there's like different things you can put together. Not necessarily. It's not necessarily always a stretch, but you're like, oh yeah, they totally in the in the song they said like something about being like raw or you know spicy or something like that. It's already in the song. So or you, you do feel, a little ceviche. Sometimes I've I have done I do a lot of ceviche actually in real life. So oh my gosh, Josh, I I fell in love with ceviche in Hawaii. Nice. And there's no ceviche places here in Detroit. <laughs> Detroit, no. we we have a we have a really good food scene. We have a really good foodie scene mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here in Detroit. Nowhere so, for ceviche. No, bring it. You got to bring it. You have to do it. <sighs> can you get fresh fish? Uh, yes, yes, I then can get you, fresh fish. Then you're halfway there. That's it. That's all you just need. Just do it on my own. To be honest, like you could, you could get good quality frozen fish, like as long as there's no coating on it, and you could defrost it and make ceviche. Uh, off air I'm going to make this sound like a radio show off air send me a really good uh, sure. some something um, something with fish and a little jalapeno in it you got it you got it so I'm guessing that's going to be a little this is what I'm guessing it would be salt pepper lime jalapeno uh, a white fish yep and um, I would think with with just kind of that little flavor combo that I threw at you, there's got to be something sweet. So what would you do? Like maybe a little sake in there or something like what, what would be a sweet component of that? Or is there something in there that I'm missing that there might be sweet anyway? Ceviche is not always sweet per se. You can, we do seasonal fruit sometimes in our ceviche. We add strawberries or pomegranate seeds or whatever to, to add some sweet. But usually if, if you're in Hawaii, I would would imagine that they, they probably get also, you had poke, which is the, really good okay. raw fish one too that's super that's yeah, really for sure that's pretty sweet that one's actually pretty sweet yeah because like, they, they put, put like teriyaki and stuff in it right stuff, yeah mirian yeah kinds of stuff. but it, it tastes super awesome with the sesame oil and everything but but yes. ceviche ceviche is sesame kind of, oil that's what i'm thinking not teriyaki yeah 
Oh no, it's probably both in there, whatever. Like there's so many recipes. There's so there's no right or wrong. There's just a certain thing you have to do is make sure that you're curing the fish and the lime juice. And then you're pretty much good to go with whatever else you want to put in it. I don't really like raw onions myself, so I tend to do less onions than most people. I do more oh. cucumber. You oh, know, I just love me on. some onion. But yeah. I, I do love cucumber too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's basically almost like making a pico de gallo salsa with fish, you know, and a lot of lime. Yeah, sauce. you're you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, the, the citrus, like whether it's lemon or lime, typically lime, but you can also use lemon in a pinch. That it'll it that cooks the fish. You know, okay, here here is the fish technically. Well, I don't know if see usually when I am somewhere different than I normally record. Normally, mm-hmm. when we record these things, I have a pad of paper and I'm mm-hmm. taking notes. If there if Reese brings up something that I need to listen to or something like that, I don't know if you have a pen and I'll paper there. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll text you. I want you to listen to Prince Buster, and okay. I want you to listen to the, uh, the Hallelujah song, and let me know what you would pair. But if you're telling me that I already did the experience for Heidi, because as she was eating the food, she was like, I really like this song. And it made my like heart flutter, made my, made my ears perk yeah. up, because I'm like, yep. seriously, you like this? And she's like, yeah, that, like this is a good song. I'm like, this is Prince Buster. He, he, you know, he passed away last year. He's the, you know, she's, we've been dating for about a year and a half. And so Mm -hmm. she's got to learn this like rough history of ska whenever something (laughs) comes on in the car and I got to explain something to her, you know, something like that. So she got to put up with all your shit. (laughs) Yeah. But she loved it. She loved it. She's like a fifties girl. She, she loves, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is fifties, but she loves like, uh, I love Lucy, Bewitched, mm-hmm. um, you know, all those old school shows. So then she kind of, that's what she said today. Like while we were eating, she's like, man, I love this. It seems like something that would be on like, it's like you retro. Know, yeah. The old like TV land or something like that. And I was like, would. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it, it was fun. It was a fun dinner. I always like to have food for her when she gets home. And uh, yeah, so that's that. So that's I just it. hijacked, I just hijacked this. You're supposed to be the one talk about how you're the amazing chef. <laughs> and I just tried to C block you and pickled, pickled and booted me. The, the PB, Ooh. the PB boot. Yep. So no, that's what uh, it's all about though. Cause uh, you're picking my brain. I'm trying. Yeah. Prince so Buster. You, so now we're in Southern California. And okay. We're back at it. Yep. And you are a, <laughs> you were a teenager. I and was. Are, were you, did you uh, come to know the Lord at an early age? Did you did you find the Lord as like um, uh, uh, a teenager? You know what was your what was your motivation uh, in your teen years to? Did you do a band before Dogwood? No, it was always we were just called something else, but it was always the same band. Yeah, um, the Insiders is the only thing I've ever done. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've done a lot of singing on other people's stuff, but I never like toured with another band or like, you know, record, you know, been an lead singer of another band or anything like that. So yeah, same um, here. it's always been, I've always been the, the loyal, the loyal guy of the band, you know? Um, yeah. I just lied to you. I said <laughs> same here. Cause you said that you'd sung on other people's stuff. I never have. There's a Portuguese, <laughs> there's a Brazilian punk band called, uh, Onyx eight. They're uh-huh. freaking awesome. You got to check them out. They are freaking awesome. Yeah, I know they, them. Oh, okay, cool. So they asked me to sing on their album, oh, and I could not, for the life of me, get the stuff to work, like to record on the stuff, to send, like what they sent oh. me to record to send it back. 
And unless I would have like dropped like major cash to like get a studio, it yeah. wasn't happening. But they were the only ones that have ever asked me like, hey, will you sing on our stuff? Are you do you speak Portuguese? Uh, I hear it fluently. <laughs> but but I the, the song? was it an yeah, insiders it, song or you yeah, redo on this? Yep. No, they redid they redid a uh uh praise and worship song the way that we did it. Uh they oh, okay. did they did Lord You're Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um and so Lord You're Beautiful. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, so they did that the way that we did it. And so they wanted mm-hmm. me to come on there and do like a verse and and I, it just didn't work. And then what was cool is their single came out like on iTunes and Spotify and they took our Scalleluja artwork, right? And they changed it to where they inserted them into the artwork. Like it was this uh this oh, yeah, cartoon yeah. thing and they put themselves in there. So it, it was pretty cool. Like that's never happened to me. That was that was so rad. <laughs> that was that's so fun. rad. Yeah. yeah, to be honest, it's a it's it's still a little bit flattering, I guess, you know, when you're you know, because we we're I mean, for the most part, you and I were we're both independent artists, you know, like we we're on the labels, but they were independent labels technically, yeah. no matter how big or small, it's independent, right? It's not Sony. So um it's flattering when people nowadays still be like, Hey, I listen to your band or you know, here's a cover of the song of yours that we did. I'm like, Well, yeah, oh. for sure. You know, people still hear my song or whatever, and then my one of my chefs put my music on, they're like, ha, you have monthly listeners or whatever, you know, like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess so. Like because like, it was a long time ago. Yeah, you're like, thanks. I just got point zero 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 two cents. Oh yeah, I was for that me. last play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. you got to listen to it a million times today for me to see a nickel. Yeah, can you just put it on repeat on different phones? Did you see this poster right here? Not to my on my left shoulder. That's a this, catcher, a baseball catcher. Yeah, and it's always up right here. And this is my this is my studio, but um, okay. it's it's the Tigers Padres 1984 World Series. Oh, Goose Gossage, man, got busted. Yeah. So, well, this so this would be the picture, um, Terry Kennedy. But it was so this was like an artist painting from 1984. But I still have it in a frame. So that's nice. Cool that I'm talking to you, a, a, yeah. a Detroit head, and one of my good buddy, one of my good chef buddies from here is from Detroit. Uh, Angry Pete, shout out. Oh, Detroit well, that pizza. that seems that seems uh, uh, apropos. Detroit, Zah, Detroit pie. Um, we we do make some good pizza. Let me ask you this. Let okay. me ask you this. Yeah. How much you bench press? No, just kidding. Um, do you have well, ADHD? About one fifty. Do you have ADHD? Uh, I do. Yes. Yeah, me too. Me too. And yeah. you know, we we can smell our own. Yeah. Because um, uh, <laughs> you're like, hey, when did you meet the Lord? And then you're like, remember Onyx Eight from Portugal and <laughs> <Yeah>. baseball? <laughs> yes, exactly. So I know, I feel yeah. you, and I can, and I can, but I, but the thing about it is, I'm, I can actually, I don't have the kind where you like, kind of forget what people are doing or i can like hear three questions and answer all three at you know boom 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 like that to to different people in the kitchen oh i can't i have i have the type where i'm either i can't focus i i -hmm. can't focus on uh what would be the way of putting it like i can't focus on anything that i need to do but like like real focus like true yeah like dreamer stuff will Mm -hmm. grab me so i'll spend six hours of my work day thinking of the podcast (laughs) and like my other stuff will suffer or I'm hyper-focused. So like Mm -hmm, tomorrow mm -hmm. 
I already know that tomorrow I'm going to have a hyper focus day because I've been thinking about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is a uh, voting day. So where I work will be closed down. Uh, like the main part of my job will be closed down because schools are closed down. Mm-hmm. So instead of being at the school, I'll be at my office and I won't have any of those distraction distractions. Yeah. So I'll just be able to knock out all the crap that I got to knock out. Right. So right. like I already know right now that I'll have hyper focus tomorrow, but like my other stuff is just all over. Mm-hmm. I saw this funny Instagram reel where it's like a dude, he goes, I don't know what HD is, but my doctor says I have 80 of them. And then he just <laughs> he just jumps, like just dives into the water. Oh, and I, I that. thought that was hilarious, like ADHD. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a it's a play on words. It's yeah, a, it's if a, you will. He did a little wordplay. He did. Wordplay. Like a so, wordsmith. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you. So the Lord. Jesus yeah, Christ. So you moved to, you were, you or you're in Southern California. At what point did you become a believer? At what point uh, did that impact your life? What a crazy story. What, what a crazy. So let's see. I don't know if I found the Lord or the Lord found me first or whatever. Like, cause yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Like totally does. Cause you know, single mom, lots of, you, you know, were, I was a single mom. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a, I am in, in my heart. I think in my heart I am, but so you identify as a single mom. I had, had uh, still had to, I guess, technically single mom. I mean, not, not, not single in a, in a physical sense, like singularity. I only have one mom, but correct. Uh, yes. When my real father left. Okay. So we we're, we we're like, we we're part of the Catholic church, um, just by kind of by default, by Mexicanness okay. and stuff like that. So, so Roman Catholic, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so not really serious about it. We would just do it because that was family. That's how, it, how it was. You just, go. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No choice. And if you're bad that we had, what was called the church pinch. My mom was really good. At, and my aunt, they were good at, you know, the church pinch. If you act up yeah. and then you can't, you can't scream because then we, it's like, we had that too. Yeah. The uh, this pinch. is what I didn't understand. Every Sunday, my mom We'd sit down in the church pew and it would be my mom, either my sister or me or me and my sister every Mm -hmm. single Sunday, Mm -hmm. every single Sunday, whoever was sitting next to her would get the pinch and she would go do like under her breath. She'd grit her teeth and go, do I need to sit between you two? (laughs) And the next Sunday we'd be sitting together and she'd be on the end. And one of us was getting pinched and the teeth, teeth grit do I need to sit between you two? Oh, she never man. thought prior to maybe I should sit between these two. Yeah, just just preemptively yeah. sit. So I know the church. I know the church pinch. Yeah, for sure. So I got a lot of those. I mean, you know, so whatever. And then, you know, she marries the the Kemble guy, the white white guy, and then we stop going to that church. Start going to like a Calvary system, Calvary Chapel kind of church. Okay. Um, like you know, free form, hippy dippy, you know guitar on the beach kind of church. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of my journey foray into that kind of whole like evangelical world, you know, and that was, maybe I was like six or seven in that. So, okay. so I think, and I think when you kind of grow up in the, that system for me, I'll speak for myself, but I, when you grow up in the Calvary system or whatever, the church system like that, where it's non-liturgical, it's not, there's not a lot of traditions, you know, there's not a, lot, a church calendar. It, and like I said, it's very free for all because, you know, 
uh, it's it's very black or white, like heaven and hell. Like you're you are you once were lost, now I'm found, and that's it. And now that now you go to heaven um, because you do all these good things or whatever. And whoever doesn't is going to hell. That's every sermon every Sunday. Yeah, kind of thing. Even in youth group, whatever. So, yay, kids, uh, heaven and hell. So, um, and I, but I was always just along because it was a it was a semi decent experience. You know, I still have friends to this day from that, from growing up in that church, you know, whatever, but, but uh, backstage things were falling apart, you know, like at my house, abuse, alcoholism, you know, from the, the new dad, stuff like that. So it was, it's the, it's, it's the stuff that's in all my songs, right? Because, okay. you know, it, when I, I guess we started, we, so we started the band right after, like basically the end of high school, we started playing, doing writing songs and music. Cause, and I was always writing this down. And what, like, what year was this? What year was the end of high, how old for, are you? For me, that would have been 92, 93. And then we started the band 93, 94. Okay. Um, so how 19, old are you? 47? The 1900s. I just turned, yeah, this was my birthday week. So, oh. Hey, happy birthday. That's why we had you on the show. Yeah, Scorpio. <laughs> um, so is that more, yeah. is that a Mortal Kombat reference? get over here um <laughs> oh yeah i forgot he was that was his name yeah no i'm i'm a scorpio yeah i, have I don't know things. what that means i, I don't need, i just know that yeah Are you i know talking about like a ouija board totally is that like Su- ouija board stuff super satanic yeah um yeah <laughs> scorpio enneagram seven enfj i don't know if that's the right letters um what else do we use? adhd i got 80 of them yes yeah, <laughs> yep. i'm a single mom um <laughs> so anyways i we're, just man so basically, we're, di- we're dissecting you tonight we that's fine founders ipa in the house all day it's a session technically a session ipa on that one it's it's a pretty is good it? one it is a, yeah. a session ale a session, session ale session ale pale yeah. um <laughs> um well good for them you know all day it takes you all day to drink one of them yeah um you gotta choke it down but go on yeah, yeah. your your line is full of it's full of tattoos tattoos um <laughs> i wish, I wish so I wish what happened what happened was um what was they saying oh what yeah. happened oh, uh church yeah, so high school start, yep right so like then i start then you start questioning everything because you're already questioning everything as a middle schooler or a high schooler. Yeah, if, you, sure. if you're paying attention, if you're paying attention, you're questioning everything, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like as an adult in all the, everything that's happening in the world, if you're not angry, you're not paying attention kind of thing. Like back, but in school, you're like, if you just kind of go along with everything, everything could really be hunky dory or really, really shitty. Yeah. You know, if you just, if it's either one, if, but if you're really paying attention you can kind of like steer the ship a little bit, you know, of your own journey, of your own faith a little bit. Cause that, cause you know, I didn't grow up in a rich household or anything like that. Apartments, kind of hood area, ghetto, if you will. But it, it was very enriching also at the same time because, you know, there was a lot of broken homes and, you know, neighbor kids and gangs and stuff like that. But it was also very uh, a welcoming community. And, you know, everyone was welcome to like come to church with us on Sunday or like youth group or whatever the church was doing, like throwing con- crucified concerts or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so like my church was cool like that. Um, but there was, but I just saw all this like tumult and chaos and shittiness happening in the, in my family and some other church families too. And then also there was a point sometimes, sometimes people in the church would say it's bad to get a divorce. You know, yeah, I, for I, sure. It, they say, "Oh, you know, work it out or whatever." But um, th- to me, that didn't make sense. And then I found I was also guilty sometimes of blaming my mom for being abused. You know, which which I felt guilty about it. Some sometimes, it's like, 
I don't, there's no like answer or reason why I should have blamed her for any of it, you know, right. maybe, you know, so, so yeah, you I just, you just the, don't know as a kid. No. Yeah. But at the same time, this was the guy taking us to church. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So this dad yep. was doing all this stuff at the house and God knows what to my siblings. And then also we're, we're big in the church, you know, like Deacon kind of stuff and like captain of the softball team and all that, you know, like he's a very oh, popular guy. He was very popular. Played first um, base for the church softball team. Dude, you know, it's uh, men's fast pitch and slow pitch Ooh. and basketball. You have to and have I, play football. For, I play first base. You got to have a special mitt for that. Yeah. I got a, the switch hitter. Um, so, so anyways, I saw all this kind of stuff and I, so I really, so I just been questioning everything, like my whole spiritual journey. Okay. You know? asking for those kind of unanswerable answers and like really finding the good in all the stuff that's good and finding, seeing the bad and really calling it out. And that's kind of what I always got in trouble for in the band was calling out the church from within kind of thing. Okay. You know? So, um, but I took, I took faith seriously and spirituality seriously because I could see the benefit of that. But I also saw like really like the, the, I felt like, and I still do, but I feel like sometimes the church and the re- religiosity of what we've made the the system is not right. So, you know, like it could be so much radder than it than it is sometimes, or like the yeah. bad rap or all those Instagram pages that just kind of make fun of Christian stuff. Is but but hey, that's the stuff that Christians are doing. That's why it's so funny, you know. But uh, yeah, absolutely, it's so crazy. It's so crazy, and so it was always it was always a uh, it was always an interesting thing to be in the scene or in that in the church and Christian scene of music and stuff like that. Cause, uh, I understood why uh, people who were not in the scene would look at it in a certain way and know that, uh, that it was like, who do you, you're singing to other church people, but I'm saying, I'm trying to sing to church people to show, t- tell them something about themselves or about the church or whatever. I was kind of complaining a little bit it, through the music, if you will. Yeah, you know? for sure. <laughs> no, that was always, that was always a, I was, I, I think I would have to self-admit, I would well, I would have to admit um, that I was a total late bloomer. Mm-hmm. So my Christianity upbringing was I grew up in the church and I went to Sunday school and I did youth group and I did all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. then when the insiders got going, uh, we we did our thing and everything was hunky dory. That's the first band I was ever in, and we saw success with that. Mm-hmm. As year to year went and album to album went, we got bigger, we got more, you know, we got like our album sales were better, all these different things. And so we didn't have this like questioning of the church. We were like the other side of it. We were kind of like the, I, I'm embarrassed to say like the, the, the pep rally side of the church. Oh Yeah. You know, and so, know you, mean. you know, so that's, that's kind of what we did. That's mm-hmm. what we got big for with the Scalaluyah stuff was being like the, the, the pep band for Jesus. Sure. Sure. And then it wasn't until the band ended and life happened and I was challenged and things in life happen and mm-hmm. there's heartbreak or there's, you know, uh, you know, some, some really big hurdles in life that you have to go through that it, it was at that point that I started questioning. So like during the, Mm. the heyday of the insiders, 
I was 20 some years old and like this, this with the mindset of like a 13 year old youth group kid Hmm. that just everything is great. And like, you just believe in Jesus and like, everything is cool. And then I hit this wall and my life came crashing down. Mm, Yeah. And then you realize the metal and you realize who Christ is and you realize what true Christianity is. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've found like what it truly means to be a Christian and my relationship with Christ and all this stuff that I thought growing up, like, you know, whether it be swearing, whether it's drinking, whether it's, you know, the placing the occasional bet, you know, all this <laughs> stuff that was like, you can't do that. You know, the church, you, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. All these things that now it's like, uh, you know, I, that stuff is all nonsense to me. Yeah. Like I, all of that stuff is absolute nonsense to me. The only thing that counts is that relationship with Christ. And mm-hmm. then as my relationship with Christ grows, you know, I would think in my personal life, I want to get better at things or I want to, you know, you know, you trim the branches and especially I think the older you get, For you sure. realize you know, yeah, I can, I need to do this better. I, or I can let this go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel, I feel like we were never on that. Like you and Reese, this is where if Reese was on here, you guys could, could talk for probably two hours on it, three hours, four hours, five hours, six hours, where you could just <laughs> talk about questioning the church. Cause that young man, that's what he's dedicated yeah. his life to doing. Yeah, um, for sure. He's, he's got, or we get we get a little bit better at 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 the way we question, perhaps as you mature. And I think that the, um, I think that the spiritual journey of a, I mean, there's a bubble, right? There's the the, the Christian seat, the the church is kind of in a bubble or an echo chamber. The the Christian scene, as it were, from at least from when we were in it, is like you said. The, there's the pep rally, and we played some of those, you know, festivals and. Uh, what's it called? Like conferences and stuff like that. It's like, you can see that a lot of the audience there, there may, there may be some people out there like how grew up, who grew up like I did, like troubled or chaotic or whatever. And that's, that's kind of who I was trying to speak to or sing to is like, yeah, I see you out there with, you know, an abusive family or whatever the case may be, or just even questioning crazy stuff like, you know, sex before marriage, abortion, drugs, um, uh, homosexuality, uh, all this kind of stuff that almost you're not allowed to talk about in youth group. It's this yeah. degree. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I kind of like was, or I felt empowered sometimes and maybe sometimes too much, but to be the voice for the voiceless in a sense, um, or people asking me to sing about it or whatever. Um, and heck, and then after like, you know, a few records in, or even like, or even now after Dogwood and still writing stuff for other bands or, or even just new music, I'm like, I don't really necessarily care what the kind of church, you know, the, the judgy kind of church, judgy side of church thinks about the lyrics anymore because I'm, I realize that I'm trying to help um, other people who are actually struggling with stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, not just, not just like, Oh, you're lay your weary head and blah, you know, the Bible verses. But then I'm like, if I get flack or judgment from the, the churchy kind of waggy finger kind of people, I'm like, dude, the Bible is just like one big, like, horror story of like mess ups and yeah. Have you read lamentations or Psalms or Job or even revelation is all about like death and war and you know, there's hope in Jesus, but like I said, there's still suffering. 
there's a yeah. lot in the at least in yeah. the Bible, you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's just now, a thing. Now I don't I don't write anymore. I feel like when when the insiders started, mm-hmm. uh, we played this place in Memphis, and I heard this preacher. We played there like on a Saturday night, and then uh, we woke up Sunday. We 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 went to church at the church that had brought us in, and mm-hmm. the the preacher preached about, um, you know, basically the Lord can give you right. a a um, you know a, a vision, can give you mm-hmm. a ministry, and He can take that away, or that can be taken away when you've accomplished your goal or whatever the case may be. And I feel now, mind you, I'm not putting insiders lyrics up against anybody else. I don't think at all that I was ever a good lyricist. (laughs) I don't think, you know, I, I, I don't think there's people sitting at home at night. Like usually when people are like, Hey, I really like this song by the insiders. It was a cover. (laughs) So it's not like I was writing these amazing lyrics that like changed people's (laughs) lives or got people through a hard time. I don't think Mm -hmm. that, that's the case. Mm -hmm. But I, if you uh, paid my salary, put me in a house in some beautiful part of the country, beautiful part of the world and said, write another album, you have 365 days to do it on the 366th day. You would unlock that door and I'd come out with like that. Uh, I don't yeah. have anything <laughs> like yeah. I yeah. can't write to save my life nowadays. Hmm. And the, the issue is when I used to write, I was writing under the guise of, you know, like I'm a Christian and yay, yay, yay. Mm-hmm. Then our last two albums, um, soundtrack to a revolution. I was going through craziness in my life. And then, mm-hmm. Sinner's songbook was the last album I wrote. And that basically shut the, shut the chapter, you know, shut the book on that part of my life, like Mm -hmm. the crap part of my life. And I feel like that was it. Like when that song, when that album was written, like, again, I don't feel like I could write anything today, but if I Mm. did, as you were saying, I feel like at my age, I'm not like an 18 year old trying to justify to my church elders what I'm singing about. Yeah. Like I feel like at my age, whether it's speaking on this podcast, whether it's talking to people at church, whether it's talking to people out of church, whatever the case may be, I could care less what other people think anymore. Like I don't censor myself. I don't do those things because I think my relationship with Christ is different. I think mm-hmm. personally it's stronger than it was back when I was doing the insiders, but to be an outsider looking at me, you'd probably say, Oh no, you were probably a better Christian when you were 21 than you are at 45 because of ABCD. But mm-hmm. it's because of ABCD that I think my, that true relationship with Christ is stronger than just this paper thin regurgitating what you were taught in Sunday school and youth group yeah. that I would sing about. The, like the, a, a way that I always put it to like my kids or, or younger kids that I used to deal with is I feel like growing up Sunday school and youth group is like the practice field. You practice, practice, practice. And then when life actually hits you in the face and it's game time, mm-hmm. 
that's kind of like the sports analogy of like where champions are made. Like, do you, yeah, do you fold? Like you've practiced all your life. You've heard all the stories. You've learned all the lessons. Have you taken those to heart? And then when life hits you in the face, do you just fold? Or do you actually say, oh my gosh, like now I'm actually going through a Job moment, you know? Mm -hmm. And do you Mm -hmm. rise to the occasion? So I think at 45, I don't, I don't think if I was writing an album today, I don't think I would give two squirts of urine uh, as to what my church elders or people that I rubbed elbows with at, at church would, would think about any of it. Mm-hmm. I think there'd be yeah. cussing. I think there'd be cussing on an insider's album now. I think there'd be <laughs> F-bombs dropped. I think all that stuff. I think it would be an uncensored, but you would listen and you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is a Christian album, but some things are being said on here, you know, that, and I think other artists have done that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, or the, or when they like leave this, you know, they got the new, they got the new look or whatever, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's, but you can understand why, well, you, I guess you and I and Reese can understand why people. I guess leave the scene or what leave the church or whatever. Um, but also like, I, I think people who aren't in bands necessarily don't really understand that. And they just, there's Facebook groups and you know, all this yeah. stuff, all this stuff because they're fans and they want you to fans don't want bands to change. Yeah. You know, whether it's bad religion or, or offspring or dogwood or inside it, you know what I mean? Now, it's like, now let me ask you just so I'm not going about this blind. Like, are, are you still a believer? Yeah. I, like I said, it's like my own kind of journey, but I feel like my faith, uh, has, has been tested a lot with kids and, um, you know, different relationships, which mostly, most of my relationships in my life are people from the church, you know? Um, and then, so like when they, when that, those relationships fall apart, where's God in that, you know, or like what, what we really found out about each other in the church during the last few years, you know, yeah, uh, that that's been really testing my my faith and stuff like that. So, still haven't had really questions answered, but they've kind of been answered in different ways. If that okay. makes sense, like, like, so yes, I mean, yes, I definitely am. Um, I'm not like a, <laughs> some of my friends who take philosophy at like a Christian college and become atheists because exactly. they take philosophy at a Christian exactly. college. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, I mean, but at the same time, can I get my money back? A lot of people, a lot of friends who ended up going to Christian colleges, that was just the direct path from Christian high school to Christian college. And then, exactly. And you really find out. So we're not really taught, like I said, maybe in youth group or church to think for one thing to, because, because the Bible is inerrant and you just don't question. And then, I mean, at least this is how it is in like the kind of the, it's funny too, because it's the evangelical, like, you know, free hippie movement, but like there's certain unalienable change, you know, you can't change the Bible. It's like, I'm like, correct. Yeah, but yeah, my yeah. artist, my artist and ADHD mind was like, well, the Bible is like the story of Jesus. The story, it, it sounds a little bit mythological and like poetry and like literature. It sounds like the story of the Jews and the chosen people. Jesus wasn't even a Christian, blah, blah, blah. So like I raise up all these like speed bumps for people like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. You can't, you can't. I'm like, well, who says you can't? The Bible doesn't even talk about drugs or abortion or anything like this. We're just, we kind of put that on it, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, like, like, so, I mean, I'm not saying I have the answers, but I'm saying like, just think about it for a minute. Look at this, look at this with me. And I said, every time from stage, if I said anything churchy or, you know, uh, altar call kind of stuff, I was always like, Hey, 
don't take my word for it. I'm just Josh. Go read it. Go check it out for yourself. Go ask a mentor. Go 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 to church one time for yourself and find out. Yeah. Go ask these questions. Go watch a who... Savior Machine show. They'll give you the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. That that's a. I mean, exactly. Like pu- push the envelope for yourself because yeah. Go see Twin and... Sister at the After Hours tent, and they'll <laughs> they'll set you straight. Oh my yes yes I love it. Um, you know like so like I said. Yes, to answer your question, yes. And it's a lot different now than it was yes. when I was growing up. Absolutely. Or, or even being on tour on stage and stuff like that. Because because touring in the in the in the Christian music scene, I saw like hundreds of thousands of churches, thousands of people in the church. Everybody has a different belief, but we're all like trying to worship the same God. Everyone but everyone believes something different, you know? And also like one church to the next, even if it's in the same city, is not going to let us have our face pierced or like, you know, j- judge you for a tattoo or what, whatever. It's like, yeah, wet it way. Whoa, whoa. You know, so I, it's kind of very easy to just kind of stop playing in the church and go play at clubs. You know, you'll get, you know, you just do it because, you know, you get tired of being judged. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you won't be able to pay your rent. But at least you'll be it's legit harder, and have yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh no, it's both. Or we we were fortunate enough to be able to play both. Like we did, we because we were, like you said, SoCal skate punks. So we had we played all the skate demos. We played all the snowboarding expos and stuff like that. But we could also, you know, play with somebody on on a on a church tour for a couple of days a week, and then yeah. go play the clubs or skate parks in between. Yeah, we played a lot of skate parks around the country, so that you know, so like that was kind of beneficial for us growing. I think coming out of high school, playing out of high school, we played a lot of parties and a lot of skate parks and stuff like that. We played in the middle of half pipes and stuff like that. So I think that kind of helped our, our um, trajectory into, into like having the foot in both doors, having the yeah. foot in both worlds kind of thing, you know? See, you guys were always very intimidating for us. All the, all like those <laughs> West Coast bands, I feel like Southern California, but especially the West Coast bands were always so tight. And so being Midwesterners and going on tour or going to festivals, it was always very, very, very intimidating to like Hmm. crack that nut. And so for us, like we found, we found our companionship with like squad five O and we found our touring companionship with like dear Ephesus and fold Zandura and Chevelle and tasty. You know, and and these bands that were kind of Midwest and South because we weren't Southern California. Mm-hmm. But when we, you know, when we toured with POD and, you know, we got to know them, it was like, oh, my gosh, we finally know somebody from Southern California. Yeah, you know, yeah. when we show up at a festival, we can go up to these guys and be like, hey, Trey, hey, Wolf, you know, like what's going on? Everybody yeah. else, it was like... Like you and and I'm not saying this to make you feel <laughs> bad at all. You guys did nothing. It was our perception and our like Midwest shyness hmm. that it was like we wanted like a, a like we wanted a card given to us. Like, hey, come to our <laughs> merch booth and hang out with us because we would show up at a festival and it's like Supertones, MXPX. You know, uh, Dogwood, Value Pack, Goatee Hook. Now, mind you, I just learned that Goatee Hook was from, like, Washington, D.C. But <laughs> but I figured they were, like, West Coast because I always, like, plug them in with maybe yeah. it was the whole tooth and nail thing. But, Probably, yeah. 
you know, so it was like you would show up and every like tooth and nail band was just thick as thieves and to like get into that and, and weasel into it. Dogwood. I always loved you guys. I loved, like, I loved your fans and I loved your show. Like I always knew if we were playing and then you guys were playing that our fans would go see you or your Mm. fans would, would stay for us. Um, it it was always that thing where if I saw you guys on the, the lineup, I was like, yes, like that's, that's a band that we mesh well with. And I feel like our fans are the same fans. Um, Cause you guys were a little bit harder, right? Like harder kind of ska punk. Yeah. We like to but, think well, we were. Then, then yeah. other, well, I mean, then other. Correct. You know, a little more edge than of super tones, a little more, a uh, little less jokey than maybe fiber and frenzy. Correct. Know, no shade yeah. on anybody, but the different right. styles. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, I think, I think the super tones were like the real big fish, you know, kind of that real punchy pet bandy, uh, really third wave ska. Mm-hmm. five iron our band has always said that then like five iron was the epitome of like punk ska and then we were like that hardcore you know some of our albums don't reflect that but our shows our live show you know yeah, to, I, you guys, I was uh you guys yeah you're from Detroit, so like you know navarro like you're yes absolutely yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i guess he was probably an influence on you right absolutely destruction oh, yeah. by definition is my favorite Woo! album of all time Woo! Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then I would say five is maybe in the realm of like, maybe less than Jake. Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. Like all band, all the bands are good in their own way. Yeah. You know, we played with all of them when they came to San Diego. Like, I mean, all the less than Jake's and suicides. So like, I, I think that when we played with, with y'all, it was, uh, we did a show in Berwyn, Illinois, outside of Chicago. And Berwyn. you guys, uh, yeah, it's just a suburb. I, I was some, some, place that like did a show i don't know okay we, we played all the suburbs around chicago there's a lot of them right yeah so but what with you i think we were on a small tour with you up to like uh, some convention in wisconsin or something right so anyways you guys sound checked with uh true believers by oh heck yeah. yeah 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 right so um i think we we're on the way i think it was the tour where we ended up playing at like somebody who worked for you or somebody who played in your band was maybe his boat uh, uh salvation army um i think that was they, nate our drummer in Rockford, okay, yeah, he he was he was he was in with them. He was like worked for them or something. Yep, or exactly. Something. So, anyways, we we're on a small tour, and you kept sound checking with that song, True Believer. And I didn't know Bouncing Souls at the time, and now I'm a huge fan of Bouncing Souls. Oh, but I, I thought that was, but I thought that was one of your songs, and I was like, oh, these guys are good. I haven't really heard you until that <laughs> you did that. You, so that was the first song I heard from you, and like dude, this is a really good song. These guys are punk. That's not even a ska song, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) um, and, and all the vocal harmonies were super tight. I was like, I'm very impressed. Um, you know, but then I really heard you and then I'm like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. Then you're like, these guys are garbage. (laughs) These guys are the insiders. Now, Um, what would you, cause I'm interested in this. What would you, what would you say would be your, your best song of all time? Like what was your hit? Mine? Yeah. My, Oh, from Dogwood. Yeah. Um, um, I found out recently that sometimes the hits aren't necessarily always my favorite songs. I get that, but but yeah, but, what what's your what do you? So not what's your favorite? What do you think the fans' favorite is? Oh yeah, I definitely think that. Um, I would say "All Hands on Deck." That's mine. That's mine. No, I, think, I love that song. Every time, every time somebody like 
texts me or runs into me from like out of the blue, like in another state or, you know, even like Russ from Zayo texted me the other day. He's like, and he starts singing all hands on deck to me. You know, it's kind of like how, I mean, that's how Brandon first heard about us was that song, you know, when we got signed. Cause we were on, we did three albums before we got on Tooth and Nail, you know? Yeah. Weren't you on the PODs label? Yeah. Yeah. We POD, did two with like uh, Wovie's dad. Right. Right. Yeah, Rescue. We did Rescue two there. Records. Yeah. And then we did one, we did one whole tour year of touring on our independent record. And then we got signed to Tooth and Nail Records. Okay. So we, kind of a lot of records actually. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Humble I, brag. No, no. Humble I'm brag. About, hey, no big deal. Hmm. Hey, you know, just like 20 records, whatever. Um, tooth and nail. <laughs> no, because, uh, Anyways, that's that song. And then um, what, I think there's, I mean, there's probably a couple other ones. Let me look at Spotify real quick. Just kidding. Got to get those pennies. Got to get those quarter of a penny. Um, you just, you just those, have I, them I, playing I, in the background. Oh, Building a Better Me. That's that one. Cause, cause um, that one had a video. That one had a video on, um, on the video channels. So that was, uh, that helps it get bigger, of course. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, though, I would say out of those three, those are now, probably three. Now what, what was your favorite? Oh man, um, I did. I just did this on the the Growing Punk podcast. He, uh, he I picked like deep cuts. I Wait, I'm sorry. Cut. You do other podcasts. This isn't the first one that you've done. Uh, I think well, this done. one is. The first I think one, we're done here. I think we're done here. I think we're done here. Whip, whip, I think whip, we're done whip. here. I think we're done here. This is my first one I've done today. Okay, cool. All right, okay. so continue. What's your favorite song that you've done? Um, I think that let's see. Well, I, I did write one for my, my wife. Okay. Um, that's on building a better me. That's called comes crashing. That's a fun one. It's like, okay. it's like slower, but it's still very powerful. And the lyrics mean a lot. Um, cause I wrote it when we were on tour, when her and I were broken up and we were not married yet. Okay. Um, yeah. So now we're still married. And then, um, so that's a, that's a meaningful one. Excuse me. And then I also like, um, flowers soon die it's one we actually wrote as one of our last songs that we wrote for um to to end our contract with tooth and nail we did like a best of kind of thing okay wrote a couple songs in the studio and that was one of them and uh i think that's one of my favorites um okay yeah and then uh i wrote one about i wrote one on our seismic record conscience in a cave it's like um um to to be honest, it's about somebody, when a, a person I know in the church who was dealing with drug addiction, but didn't want to come out of the closet per, per se about about the drug addiction for fear of being rejected by the church. Oh, gotcha. Because, the old catch twenty two. Hey, they were good too. Um, yeah, they were. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know because it was it's very hard to it's hard to deal with stuff in the church because the church even some i mean my wife's a therapist sometimes the church doesn't even like to talk about therapy or yeah, psychology it's you know funny. it's really strange because like you need help but yet you know you need to go see a christian counselor i'm like well my wife's a christian but she doesn't work for a church counseling center or whatever you know what i mean like yeah it's it's a the church is sometimes very particular it's funny know? because reese is very 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 outspoken for what the church does wrong and very in your face about pointing stuff out. And Reese, I'm I'm not saying anything that he wouldn't say. He basically has given up going to church because he just right. thinks the church is bull crap. And he still has a relationship with Christ. He's still a Christian. It's just 
his relationship with the church is is broken if not shattered sure it's yeah. it's odd because you know I, I read the memes you know i read the the i see the same memes that you probably see on on instagram and you know uh accounts that are made just to bash like 90s you know christian culture and stuff like that but the the funny thing that i i i guess what i've come to realize is my church like growing up i always thought man they could do this better they could do that better and i think after hearing other people talk about their experiences in the church i don't think my church is so bad like I listened right. to Reese just bag on the churches that he's been to. And I'm mm -hmm. like, my church wouldn't do that. My church wouldn't do that. Right. You know, my church wouldn't do that. So I have this different experience. Um, I have this different experience that I think most people uh, mm -hmm. go through with if they have to do something. You know, if if someone in my church came out as gay, uh, I don't think there would be a whole lot of yeah. issue with it, you know, um, you know, also just all kind of, you could bring up different topics. And I think our church always defaults to mm -hmm. just love them. I think yeah. that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I right? think I read that somewhere. <laughs> I think that somebody important in the Bible said that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, and he wasn't even a Christian. Yeah. I think um, his name is Gus or, uh, he, God, he, Jesus yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Something. But so I know what you mean. Yeah. Like we try to find, we try to go to, we try to be part of Christian communities and churches and, you know, faith communities that are like that, that are welcoming to, to all because it's, I don't know. It's like, it's not like I'm perfect. I don't, I'm not, I don't have the same struggles as other people, but I have my own. Yeah, have, for sure. I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, and sometimes I can't even get into the worship because I'm such a judgy music person or like, I'm just too tired or I have my ADHD is kicking in or like, I'm not like the perfect church goer, but like, I know that if I had a problem, I could go to people at the church and say, Hey, can you help me? And yeah, there wouldn't be absolutely. Judgment, which it's, is the way it should be. And it's <laughs> funny that you bring that up because I will sit in church with, my 18-year-old and my 15, no, my 16-year-old, my 18-year-old, my 16-year-old, and they will be like, dad, enough. <laughs> like, you want to talk about ADHD in church, they don't have it. And so oh. they will like, they're like, dad, enough. Like, stop talking. Like, sit still. <laughs> like, everything my mom used to say, they'll say to me, dad, sit still, pay attention. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> That's it's, funny. It, it is. It's bizarre. Like they're the one they're like the adults in church because my brain's just going a million miles. And the sure. older I get, the more I've realized, like I could go to church, do praise and worship and leave and feel more fed than going and listening to a message. Like I get way more out of the music, way more out of the praise and worship than I do out of the message. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Maybe, you know, you should tell, you should tell that to somebody, one of the speakers to say like, Hey, pep it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you suck. Bring on the Put backup. Or yeah, yeah. Bring up the backup band. Can you guys do a little insiders <laughs> cover? Oh, <laughs> love it. Yeah, They'd be like, but, who? 
I know what you mean. I know what you mean for sure. When, yeah, it, that tracks though. That really tracks because you're a music guy, but you know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Now I get up there and speak. How I, since Reese isn't here, do you have any five iron stories? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, first time I saw them was at the, the Seastone festival, um, cornerstone in Bushnell. And, um, uh, somebody, I think our guitar player at the time, Jace was like, Hey, you got to hear this band. They have a lot of buzz. I think they were showcasing themselves to a couple labels at the time. And, uh, we had brought a video camera on tour with us. It was our first road trip tour, um, with, with the first album. So we had, we were, we were recording like almost every show. So we were recording and they, we walked in the tent, it was daytime and they were covering Amy Grant. Um, and they, they, um, that's funny. Both times I saw both of you guys, you were covering somebody else. Um, they were covering Amy Grant. I forget which song it was of hers, but it wasn't like one of her mainstream hits. It was like a Christian hit. Um, but anyways, so I'm like, oh, that's cool. I know that song because my mom was would listen to that same song, whatever, in, in the Amy Grant version. But um, And then I, I don't remember if it was that show or another show of theirs, but like they were throwing CDs out in the crowd and and like, you know, hitting people in the face and stuff like that with their CDs. Yeah, like, yeah that, their that's what... That was the, Urban legend of, a of dark history, uh, whether it may or may not have happened. I don't know, but yeah. I've heard, I've heard audience members myself. I, I, I feel for that. I, I have hurt people. I am, uh, I am six, physically. five, I'm six, five. And back in my yeah. touring days, I was six, five, probably two thirty, And Hello. I would, I would do a stage dive where I would do yeah. a flip. Yes. Yeah. And me so too. I would flip onto these kids and I did it for, multiple 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 shows and finally yeah. after a show someone came up and they had a smile on their face but they were like hey man i was in front and, and uh it was after a cornerstone show and so i did it at cornerstone and the dude was like hey man you know uh i was up front when you did your stage dive i was like oh cool like thinking i was all like gangsta and like <laughs> awesome <Suicide> machines <laughs> yeah and he was like dude uh that's not really cool like you're a big dude and you hurt us and mm-hmm. it made me feel horrible. And so I stopped doing it. Like at that point, I was like, all right, well, that's yeah. the last time I did that. Well, that was fun. Yeah. The yeah. Kids at, the, wah, kids at Cornerstone, <laughs> the kids at Cornerstone will let you know. Oh, stuff. yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they will. will. Yeah. They will tell you. Yep. Yeah. Especially those uh, Japuza kids. <laughs> those Japuza kids <laughs> don't hold back. They're, they're, like, uh, they're like kids with autism. They're just brutally honest. That's how, you, yeah, because yeah, if you're not honest, you're lying. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. I have a bone in my nose. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so five so iron back to was my first, Amy Grant. Oh, that was my first story. Amy, that was the story. They're jumping around, jumping around. Jay starts jumping around the camera and the, it shuts off automatically because of something. It was like an eight millimeter or whatever. And then it turns back on and they're doing another song and like, you know, they're just going crazy. The crowd's loving it. And then, um, we kind of became friends with them after that. Oh, nice. My first, road trip so that was like i don't know that must have been 90 it was in the 1900s yeah it was late late 1900s i would i would say if i had to venture a guess i would say 1996 that sounds about right yeah yeah 95 96 probably i don't know yeah so yeah that was our first time there and then uh, a funny a funny uh super tone story if you're up for it oh we're always up for super tones. <laughs> if you're li- anyone if you're listening if you're in the super tones this is a funny story most, that you- most super tone stories start or end with tobacco use ecstasy m- massive quantities of booze nudity 
uh, human trafficking or Plato? Um, yeah, this sounds like your regular typical tooth and nail video. Um, so, so we were playing a festival in San Diego with them. Um, and there was probably like maybe the height of their popularity or right before they, the height of their popularity. Um, and there, it was at Point Loma Nazarene college, um, uh, back when they were still the crusaders where they had to change their name Oh, because, because of the crusades and that was the not, crusaders. Not, I had heard yeah. them that they were called saved. I've never no, no, heard no. that they it's, were I'm, called no. the crusaders. Oh, the college was called the crusaders. The oh, I thought you meant the supertones. I was <laughs> like, that is legit. Yellow. Oh, um, they had to change their name. So we're playing the show with them and we're like, we're like, um, they're like the headlining name on the on the festival bill or whatever. Of course, like college festivals, you know. Um, of course. <laughs> and um, we were doing our thing. We're playing, um, you know, right before them. Uh, we get off. We go to our merch booth or whatever. And my friend, um, he he uh, he's helping run the show or something. He had he had he did something with music at the at the college, and and he's like, hey. Did you read this writer? Did you read this? Um, check out the Supertones thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, did, did you guys hear that they're, let's see, that they are, they sound a lot louder. They sound a lot better than you guys. You know, it's not, has nothing to do with your playing or whatever. It's like their actual sound system. Their writer, their contract says that you, nobody else at the show is allowed to use these speakers, these subwoofers down here until the Supertones go on because of their some some kind of contractual writer so that they would sound more and he's had it he showed me the thing it's in their it's in their contract you know those money is out i was like those what? sabotaging bastards i'm like hey can we get a little more bass in the monitor and the the sound man's like oh that's because he actually said something like oh that's all you can get but i didn't i didn't sound like it was loud and so i never understood because they have this insane sound system at this show right and then i found out the speakers weren't on <laughs> because of, and I always thought that was very strange. And I brought it up to, um, I brought it up to Tony at the time when he was playing with them. He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was probably only one, like one or two guys in the band that knew anything about the contracts or money or anything like that. You know, they, oh, the I think a just, lot more of them knew than you think, but I think maybe. their, I think their default was, I don't know. Hey, have you been to catering? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! No, now, now that you mention it, yeah, yeah, they, that, they, were, that's they weren't they so did. innocent. No, they I mean, maybe there's a reason they split off and did different things. I don't know. They're they're all so nice and such great yeah. guys that you're yeah. like, hey, um, how come we had to sell? How come we had to raise the price of our orange shirt to <laughs> double what your orange shirt was, oh, and that. we couldn't yeah. we couldn't play with a trombone player. You know, and they'd be like, "Oh, we don't know." Hey, guys, have you have you seen the new, uh, you know, uh, tooth and nail video compilation VHS tape? And you'd be like, "Oh," and they would just Jedi mind trick you into thinking uh, something else. Those guys, yeah, they really pulled a fast one on me. They did. But we we interviewed was... we interviewed Jason Carson. I interviewed Jason Carson on this uh, Love Jason program yep he's a great guy and uh we did about an hour 10 and i don't even think we scratched the surface as far as uh digging into supertone uh lore if you will 
Was he opening doors, opening mines, blowing melting faces? He was laughing his butt off. Uh, Laughs all the time. Yeah, all the time. He was laughing his butt off as far as like I would tell him something that like we perceived to be something going on, and his like him laughing is just how far off base we were. But it was I gotta hear this. I gotta hear this. It was it was legit. It was legit. Uh, Josh, we are at uh, we're at a uh, hundred and twenty minutes. The old uh, MTV show. No, no, we're not. We're at an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, that's hour minutes. Yeah, but hey, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but it's late. Uh, it's late here. It's almost nine thirty here. I got to work tomorrow. Oh. We're gonna bring this to an end. However, However. I want I want to have you back. I want to do a part two, and uh, hopefully we can do that soon and knock out a part two because I think there's a Eat ton. Some food, drink some drinks. Yeah, I think there's a ton more to talk about. I wanted to get I wanted mm-hmm. to get into your podcast, um, and then yeah. hopefully we can have Reese uh, on that. But I want to get into your podcast. I want to get into me too. Uh, what uh, you're doing now, your family, all that good stuff. So hopefully we can plan something to knock that out uh, pretty yeah. soon to release yeah. these kind of like uh, back-to-back. Ooh, does fancy. It, does, that, okay. does that sound all right? That tickles my fancy. Perfect. Um, I can't wait to see a pic yeah. of your fancy. Uh, it's just this water bottle. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta pay, I gotta pay a uh, 29 95 on only fans to see your fancy. <laughs> Dang. So yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah. I'm in, yeah. I'm in the know, dude. I'm in the know. So I gotta have you guys on the show. I gotta have you guys on my show. Yeah, good luck getting Reese. I'm here for you. But like I said, nobody knows who I am. Reese Roper. I <laughs> just ride his coattails. Did you see what name I put on here? Yeah, I did. Josh Yuki Roper. I like it. Yeah, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a collaborative effort. But. <laughs> yeah, no. I think we should do a, I think we should do a, yeah. an emo ska band called Josh Yuki Roper. Done deal. Um okay. so, so anyway, you guys, so hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. We are gonna get more into this. This is just a taste. So hopefully in a week or two, you will be hearing more uh from Josh uh Kellogg uh with all his his past, yeah, Crumba. <laughs> yeah, with all his past endeavors with Dogwood, we're going to get into more of that and more of his uh, his current uh, goings on. So we want to thank you for coming out, yeah. Josh. Thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs>